Let us be attentive. Peace be to you, the reader. Wisdom arise. Let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Mary took a pound of costly ointment of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and as he had the money box, he used to take what was put into it. Jesus said, let her alone, let her keep it for the day of my burial. The poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only on account of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus also to death because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, a great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him crying, 
Hosanna, blessed is he in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand this at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that this had been written of him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this song. Peace be to you who proclaim the gospel. wait here. You guys wait here. Please remain standing. At this point, we will have the churching prayers followed. I'm sorry. Please sit down. At this point, we will have the sermon. You guys go ahead. My fault. Good morning. Happy Hanukkah. Don't you love, don't you love funny ironies? I know I do. Try this one. Al Capone, the notorious American gangster who made money smuggling alcohol during the prohibition, had a brother who was a federal prohibition officer. Or how about this one? A historic tobacco factory in Durham, North Carolina, go Duke, in, in Durham, North Carolina, called, the campus is called the American Tobacco Campus. And that campus is a smoke-free campus. Or how about this one? William Eno is known as the father of traffic safety. He invented the stop sign, the pedestrian crosswalk, the traffic circle, the one-way street, the taxi stand, and pedestrian safety islands. Ironically, this father of traffic safety never learned how to drive a car. Or how about my favorite one? In the U.S., the Bible is the most shoplifted book of all time. These are funny ironies, but sometimes irony is not so funny. 
Take, for example, the crowds who gathered at the very first Palm Sunday. As Christ entered humbly on a donkey into Jerusalem, a great crowd, it says, a great crowd heard that Jesus was coming and took palms and cried out, Hosanna, blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. They called Jesus the King of Israel. They held branches of symbol, symbols as, as symbols of victory. But where did they go the next day? Were they there with Jesus on the cross? Did they witness the resurrection? Did they continue with Jesus after Palm Sunday? No. They abandoned him as he was crucified. Did the palm branches remain symbols of victory? Or did they become symbols of an irony? The sad irony here is the crowds are praising Jesus one moment and then abandon him the next. We may ask ourselves, are the palms we hold today symbols of Christ's victory in our lives, or are they ironic symbols? Ironic symbols of abandonment. We may bring them home and hang them up on the wall, even behind our icons, but we need to ask ourselves, does God's victory reign over our everyday lives? Does God's victory permeate our thoughts, our words, and our deeds? Do we abandon Christ on the cross with no lasting commitment to him throughout the year? Do we walk away with, without any kind of renewal in our hearts? Does the palm become a symbol of fleeting praise and lukewarm commitment? Does it symbolize a sad irony? Well, you, you might be wondering why I said Happy Hanukkah at the beginning of the sermon. Some of you might have not have caught that, but... As the first Hanukkah, palms were held and waved as symbols of victory when the Jews kicked out the pagans from the Jerusalem temple in 164 BC. You see, the pagan Greeks had defiled the temple in Jerusalem, and after two years, the Jews finally got the Jerusalem temple back. After two years of separation, the Jews committed themselves to worship in the temple. They had a great celebration and rededicated the temple in Jerusalem back to God. Second Maccabees chapter 10 describes the joy of the first Hanukkah. It reads, they purified the sanctuary and made another altar of sacrifice. Then, striking fire out of flint, they offered sacrifices after a lapse of two years. And they offered incense and lighted lamps and set out the bread of the presence. Then it reads, carrying ivy-wreathed wands and beautiful branches and palm branches, they offered hymns of thanksgiving to him who had given success to the purifying 
of his own holy place. In the Gospels on that first Palm Sunday, the Jews who greeted Jesus with praise and thanksgiving at Jerusalem knew that the palm branches recalled Hanukkah. It is important to note that the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, after Christ entered Jerusalem, he cleansed the temple of Jerusalem. Christ kicked out the dishonest money changers, purifying the Jerusalem temple once again. Hanukkah celebrates a purification of the temple. Palm Sunday immediately preceded another purification of the temple. At both events, the Jews waved palm branches as symbols of victory. Before the first Hanukkah, the pagans held the Jerusalem temple for two years. At the first Hanukkah, the Jews kicked out the pagans out of the Jerusalem temple after those two years. At the first Hanukkah, the Jews rededicated the temple to God as soon as they had the chance. Perhaps for us, after two years of COVID, we too need to rededicate the temple of our hearts to God. If we haven't already, now is the time to rededicate the temple of our hearts in a lasting way to God. Let us make sure that symbol of victory we hold in our hands today does not become an ironic symbol of abandonment, but rather just like the first Hanukkah. Let the palm branch be for us a symbol of God's lasting victory, a symbol of lasting rededication of our hearts to God, a symbol of lasting praise and thanksgiving to God. We can bring our crosses, our palm crosses home. We can hang them up on the wall or maybe we kind of tuck them behind our icons. But as we go about our days at home, let these palm crosses be reminders to each of us to rededicate ourselves to God and to remember our commitment to Him, to remind us to praise and to give thanks to God. Let these palm crosses be a reminder to dedicate our week to God, not just Holy Week, but every week of the year with praise and thanksgiving at home and communal worship here on Sundays. Let us hold tight to this symbol of victory throughout the year, offering a lasting and a real dedication of our hearts to God. Amen. And at this time,